new tax changes on YouTube mean I pay America money. So, for those unaware, America has these strange rules that, to my knowledge, no other country has. It's called withholding tax, where if you're like a foreign person making money from American citizens, you pay the American government tax. No other country does this, to my knowledge, as I say. So, on Twitch, I think it's just, like, on Twitch, 5% of the money that I make goes to the American government as tax. The amount that you pay depends on the country that you're from. Australia has their own treaty in regards to this tax and it's 5%. Technically, I don't lose any money for this because it's, my government considers it, um, although they give me a tax credit for it. So if I pay the American government $200 because of this withholding tax, they mention what it's called, it's called a withholding tax. Then my tax debt to my government is reduced by $200. So at the end of the day, the only thing that changes is I'm holding up $200 and under normal circumstances, I'd be giving that to my government, but instead I'm giving it to the American government. And so this has been the, the way it's always been on Twitch forever. That's, I mean, paying a part of the tax I would normally pay my government to the American government because I'm making money from American citizens or what have you. Currently, the rules have changed now, so it's gonna happen that way for YouTube as well. YouTube as well is now gonna have to start doing withholding tax for, uh, you know, foreign people like me who are making money from American citizens. Again, not much changes about my circumstances, but everyone's up in arms, like, oh, what's this withholding tax mean? Oh, what's going on? Blah, blah, blah. Makes things a little bit more complicated, but I I'm pretty sure at the end of the day, nothing really changes for me. I I'm still paying the exact same amount of taxes, just I'm paying it to different people. Tax fraud? No. Did I explain this poorly? Did people not understand? Like, I'm not sure why only America does this. America also requires Americans who don't live in America to pay American income tax. Yeah, very strange. Someone was telling me that, um, uh, you know, people who haven't lived in America for 30 years are still paying the American government money. I, 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 I like, I, I don't know if all governments around the world treat, treat it the same way the Australian government does, giving a tax credit. Like, it would suck if you're uh, having to literally pay, like you make $50,000 in, in, you're living in Switzerland and you have to pay income tax on that to both the Switzerland government and the American government. I sincerely doubt any country would, would do such a thing, but. When people are terrible and change, should they be forgiven? Little bit political, but there's this thing that I see on Twitter sometimes where, I wish I could bring up the tweet. What was the original tweet? Some Someone was like, Everyone was shit when they were a kid or something. Um, it shouldn't matter or something. And someone responded like, yeah, I, I was like in full into Nazi and Nazism and stuff when I was a kid. I'm so happy that I grew out of that stuff and I, um, I became a better person for it. Whenever these kind of interactions happen, it's not always about Nazism. It's, uh, you know, I, I did X that was terrible in the past. I realized it was wrong and I grew and became a better person. There's always this terrible kind of person who pipes up and says, huh, huh, I personally didn't have those flaws. I personally didn't have to go through those trials. I personally didn't have to grow in that particular way. I am so much better than you. Fuck you. I don't care how much you've grown. Uh, you're always terrible and I'm always the best. It's I was born in a better environment that influenced me to have more socially acceptable, more 
positive beliefs and actions and whatnot in regards to my own well-being and others, and you didn't have these things, I am so much better than you. It's... I hate it so much. These people who take credit for the environment that they were raised in, for the experiences that they had as a result of the environment that they exist in, as if they themselves picked this, and the other person who wasn't equally blessed is somehow worse for not equally achieving this environment or, or some such. It's, it's just so dumb. It's just so ignorance of human psychology and what makes people who they are. Like, every time I see it, you, like, half, like I've probably, like, talked about and, and retweeted these tweets, like, at least a dozen times over the last year, because I hate them so much. People who are so confident in taking credit for shit that they did nothing to earn, it, it baffles me. And the, and the narratives that people write themselves so they can take credit for stuff that ultimately was a, a, a matter of chance, baffles me. Like, people who change for the better should be applauded for it. It should be something that, uh, the greatest levels of celebration, because it inspires other people to make such changes. If the people who change from socially destructive views to positive ones are still treated as if they still hold the socially destructive views, why would anyone change? Or rather, they could still change for other reasons, but you're influencing such people to maintain those views, to the detriment of literally everyone in society. But that doesn't matter to these people who want to act holier-than-thou ass and pretend like they somehow worked hard not to be born into, a, into an environment that inst would instill upon them socially destructive views. Should've worked harder to be born in a better environment, dipshit, like me? <laughs> it's pathetic. Because they're, they're, the goal of these people's communication, to say I'm holier-than-thou art, isn't to make society better, it's to make themselves feel good to the detriment of someone else. There's this long discussion um, I want to have someday. I want you just to ramble where I kind of discuss my views as to what people can rightly take credit for, how responsible anyone is for anything related to themselves and the end results and their actions, their beliefs. And It's such a depressing conversation. I don't know, man. All I know is the person who wrote that tweet is a complete dipshit and they're never going to realize it. This continues from the previous topic. How responsible are people for their state of affairs and why it matters what you believe on this issue? Why is that political? The degree to which anyone can be said to be responsible for their own actions? Very important, uh, politically. Uh, you can almost say it, it underlies all of politics. Because a person who is in a poor state of affairs... If they are responsible for that state of affairs, then the degree to which people will believe them deserving of help will be different. As in like, if a person sets off a bunch of firecrackers in their home and destroys their home, there's gonna be a significant amount of people who would just say, man, it's just your fault. Well, you're just fucking around with firecrackers? Man, you, you're, you're an idiot, man. What, what am I going to do, help you? You think the government should buy you a house because you were so irresponsible with your first one? Get, get fucking real. But if a person has that same house knocked down by a tornado, there'll be a lot more people who go, well, yeah, that's that's bad luck. It happened to literally anyone, man. We should should help them out. should rebuild their house. And the, the, this, this principle of responsibility underpins, like, basically all of politics. Like, retribution in... Uh, prisons and whatnot. It's it's punishing those who would dare do bad. But if people aren't responsible, uh, are merely a, a product of their genetics, their environment, what have you, um, then punishment 
on that level doesn't make any sense. If a person makes a million dollars and a person says, well, they're wholly responsible for that. That's their million dollars. A person might not be willing to say ta taxation is justified. But if you believe that the person's not responsible for making their million dollars, it's, it's a mere happenstance, or you believe at least to some degree that um, factors of luck are involved, that that person isn't entirely responsible for that those earnings, you'll probably be more willing to say taxation is justified. Or, effectively, every issue in politics kind of comes back to this, how much are people responsible for where they are presently in life? Like, go back to that original discussion with that person who burnt their house down with firecrackers. Let's say they were born with a lower IQ. Or IQ is wrong. Let's just say they're, 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 they're born um, mentally unable to, uh, to, to realize the, the likely consequences of their actions or something. Are they less to blame now? How, how far does that go? How far do you go, well, this is just genetics? If they were born into an environment where they watched their parents every single day light fireworks in their house and have no issues, and that emboldened them to perform the same action, and other people don't have that same influence in their environment, is that person who burned down their house really responsible? And you're all going to have different answers to this. And to what degree can we say they're responsible? You, you can absolutely see how if there was a, a different factor in their environment that communicated them, communicated to them the risk of using firecrackers in the house, their house probably wouldn't have been burnt down. There, there are, there'll be a thousand other people at the exact same time who coincidentally exist in environments. Like they're, they're moments away from lighting those firecrackers in the house, but coincidentally in their environment, there's a, a brother, a sister, a mother that goes, oh, that's a dumb idea. What are you doing? Stop it. Is that first person to blame because those, those, those factors weren't there? Is the person who was stopped by their brother from burning down their house, are they more deserving of their house not being burnt down? So you, you have two, two identical people and the variable that determines whether their house gets burned down by fireworks is the existence of a brother that says that's a stupid idea. Is one more or less deserving of having their house burned down or having their house not be burned down? And you're all gonna have different answers to these kind of questions. And it's gonna probably say a lot about your political leanings. It's like when people, people bring up uh, differences of knowledge between individuals. The, the information you have access to, the information that you learn, the people around you that give you information, the information from your experiences, the experiences that you have, it's all a matter of, you know, where you're born. Some people are gonna have the right influences that lead to the right experiences, that lead to the right information for a happy, productive, healthy life in society, and other people won't. And I hold nothing but pity for such people who aren't as lucky, while still recognizing that the consequences of them still exist, irrespective of to what degree I would, I would say they're responsible for who they are. As in, it doesn't matter how much a murderer is a product of their environment, they're still gonna murder. It doesn't matter why a murderer is a murderer, a murderer will still murder, you know? And there will still need to be some response to that in the hopes of preventing the uh, the outcome of additional people being murdered, you know, it's why I'm I'm I'm, I'm very much so a an end result oriented kind of person. What would the consequences of A versus B be? The limitations of criticizing other content creators. Matt's thoughts on Tyler One. There are so many jokes I've made about Tyler One 
not in any malicious way. Like I like one went up on the clips channel where I was just like, if Tyler one's so good, where's Tyler two? You know, it's th those kind of memes or referencing jokes he's done with uh, like holding that really huge ruler and stuff. I don't watch much of his content, but he seems like a nice dude. I do occasionally stop into his stream, usually because he streams at a time when um like like very few other people I'm following actually stream. I saw a clip of Nick, what's his name, NMPLOL, he was doing a tier list where he was rating the attractiveness of other streamers. These kind of tier lists are a little bit frowned upon because, you know, they're actual people, right? And so what you say is guaranteed to uh, trickle back to the person that you're commenting on. And so, you know, if you, if you treat it seriously, you're going to end up being critical of other content creators and stuff in a way that is potentially uh, not kind, you know? But I think they were not treating it super seriously, but I'm not really sure. And I'm, I'm, I'm kind of tempted to do something similar because like none of these people know me. I don't think I'm, I'm like, I think I'm a large enough content creator that I have an audience that would find that stuff funny, but I'm not large enough that anyone's gonna give a shit about my opinion. <laughs> about the physical attractiveness of any other particular streamer. It's also mostly just friends with them. Yeah, I suppose, especially uh, friends, yeah. But I mean, the tier list is never gonna be serious. Like, you're, Cause you're, you're never going to want to give people an honest rating of their physical attractiveness. It's why everyone just says seven. Like if you're higher than seven, you get a seven. But if you're lower than a seven, you're gonna get a seven. So no, actually more, more that probably like a seven is if you're between like a five and seven. A six is if you're between like a, a, a one, like if you're one, two, three or four or something, you know? Being critical of other streamers is always a risky thing. Like being openly critical, right? Like criticisms that I levied against Asmund Gold and stuff. I certainly regret not making those videos just general. As I've gone on, I've, I, I think I've become less critical, specifically of people. I like to talk about ideas and stuff, or try to make things general. I certainly haven't always kept to that, and I don't always keep to that, because there are exceptions, but when you're not being critical of a specific person, it seems as though that criticism um, is more likely to be accepted, you know? No one will have a knee-jerk reaction, like, oh, but I like that person, shut up, you know? And of course, it's it's often the case. You ever seen that gif of like uh, two dogs on either side of a movable gaze, and they're barking, and there's like spit flying everywhere, and they just they just want to tear each other's heads off. Oh, they're so pissed. The nanosecond this if this gate wasn't here, I would destroy you. And then the gate opens, and they both turn into like like timid, like oh, hey man, and they both like just bugger off. That, that, kind, that kind of seems to be the way that a lot of online criticism works. Where everyone's so vicious, but the nanosecond they actually get together, it's just like, hey, how's it going, you know? It's, so I feel like we got some differences we could talk about, you know? And I think, the re I think in large part, the reason for that is it's, it's so easy just to look at a person as just embody, embodying that particular negative trait that you're criticizing them for. Or just embodying things worth criti uh, worth being worthy of criticism. But the nanosecond you speak to a person, in, in the vast majority of cases, they're just gonna come off as like a, a regular person. Irrespective of what they've done or been accused of. They're just like, well, it's just, is it? It's like, well, I, now I understand this is like, like an actual person with thoughts and feelings. And it's very hard to maintain that same level of ferocity. I, I had that same experience when I um talked to Dream. 
very easy to be critical of just a generic dude that you've never spoken to before. When you actually speak to a person, they seem just perfectly fine. Uh, just a perfectly likable fellow. It's very hard to maintain that same level of fuck you for the things that you've done kind of thing, you know? There are no bad people, only bad decisions. Larry Lawson. There are no bad people, just bad decisions. The, I mean, th those kind of general attitude. Like, I'm, I'm sure that's just like an attitude thing, right? As a, like, he's how he's defining what a bad person is, I suppose. But that statement. So, th so for those who didn't catch it, it was um, Larry Lawson said, um, "There are no bad people. There's only bad decisions." Who the fuck? And that just depends on how you're defining bad people. Like, I would say a, a bad person uh, in this context would be a person who is more likely to make a decision that either disregards the, the complete, they don't even care about the consequences of their actions to other people, or that they find joy in causing negative consequences for other people. Um, those who act out of spite, vengeance, uh, they find joy in the harm of others. Uh, th these people I would consider to be bad. That doesn't mean that they can't become good, um, that they can't potentially uh, be affected by other factors in their environments to eventually s see the error of this manner of thinking and come around and uh, be a productive member of society who, who wants to help others or at the very least doesn't find joy in such things. Um, but at the time I would consider that person to be bad. But, but it comes back to that thing I once talked about. The each person to a greater or lesser degree assumes internal or external explanations for behavior. So if a person is at work being all cranky and yelling and being a complete dick, some people will say, oh, that person's a complete dick. Like, this is just a, a state of them, that is the, how they are. That is a factor of their personality. Um, irrespective of whether you think personality can change over time, um, at that moment, this is how this person acts. If I were to put them into a different situation, they would also have a significant possibility of, of acting like a dick, of uh, you know, yelling and screaming and whatnot. Um, but other people would say, Oh, that person is having a really bad day. Like, the behavior that this person is eliciting is less driven by internal factors and more external ones. Maybe they're getting a divorce, you know. Um, they've recently had some bad news. They've, they've had coffees put on them. Whatever it is, it's, it's a thing that is only related to this particular context. And in other contexts, they would, uh, they'd be more likely to act a completely different way. Remembering people's phone numbers. Matto is the person to remember a phone number in GTA, but not in real life. Who remembers phone numbers in real life? You've got a, a contact book in your phone. Why would you remember them? I suppose if you if you saw it enough, like you would just inadvertently remember it. I mean, there were, at one point in time, there was a, a necessity to uh, remember these phone numbers, but it doesn't exist anymore. Even when you could write down a phone number or you had to grab out your small phone book or whatever, like, if you remember the number, you don't have to go to that kind of effort. These days, it's less effort to go into your contacts book and select the person's name than it is to type in the number. I still remember my mother's, uh, phone book. Everyone's names and numbers written in there with a neat pencil writing. You can see different names faded based on when they were put in there. Different numbers crossed out as people's numbers changed. Moving to lower your tax rate. Why did you choose to be an Australian streamer instead of an American streamer? I wonder if there are places that I could move to in America that I would actually be better off. Probably. Assuredly. A good access to the uh, bounty system on Twitch, for example. Move to Texas. 
Uh, I, I have seen um, those comparisons made between Texas and California. In regards to taxes, it just depends on what type of taxpayer you are. Texas doesn't necessarily have a lower tax rate. They just have different forms of taxes. Is it something like in California, if you're an individual worker, you pay less tax? No, or is it the other way around? In Texas, businesses pay less, but workers pay more. In California, businesses pay more, but workers pay less or something? I don't know. It's one of those, I think Texas doesn't have a state income tax, but they have taxes on like fucking everything else or something. And I'd have to look up the specifics. But I'm saying like, in terms of where I would move, I wouldn't move to either Texas or California. I'd probably end up finding one of the, because I don't collab collaborate with people. So my interests would be entirely related to uh, safety, amount of inconveniences I would suffer, how good the internet is. Um, and then, then taxation would be somewhere on there, but I have no interest in moving to America. Like if I'm going to move somewhere else, I probably, America probably wouldn't be the place that I move. Why I care so much about taxes? I don't, honestly. But it's one of those things where if you're going to uproot your entire life, you may as well uproot it and receive as many benefits as possible. And uh, certainly the assumption is that uh, you're going to use your the money that you earn in a way that is most likely conducive with your values um, and your goals for society than your government is. Like, I'm not against paying tax, and I certainly wouldn't avoid it. It's simply that uh, th no government is going to use tax money the exact way that you would want it used. Like, to put it another way, uh, if you have the desire of, let's say, reducing homelessness, you are better off having a thousand dollars and being able being able to specifically donate that to a cause that combats such a thing than to simply pay a thousand dollars more in tax because you are ultimately you don't know what initiative that tax is going to go towards you know taxes are important they make society function that's uh i don't think anyone is obligated to pay more more tax than what is required or to seek out paying additional taxes or something you know I'm not a libertarian, I'm not against taxes. I mean, if you, in any way, shape or form, were here prior for the uh, conversation about what people can be said to be deserving of or responsible for and all that stuff, obviously I'm not going to uh, hold to some sort of libertarian philosophy that you are somehow deserving of every cent that you make. And I'm certainly, I am just as nervous in regards to corporations as I am into, in regards to uh, governments. Maybe more so with corporations, because while governments have more power, they are they are slow and the power is very much so diffuse. Um, absent government, there would still be a central focal point of power in any given area. Because that's just how existence works. They will always be the strongest, who, given their, their strength, will be able to uh, use that, that strength force, whatever, to uh, influence those around them. I just think the this this unit of force um, is better off being a democratic uh, government as opposed to uh, a warlord or, or what have you, which would be generally what would happen if uh, governments collapse. Doesn't matter. That's not going to convince anyone who's a libertarian, and that's not a good summary of my thoughts. But good enough. But I have moved to LA. I don't want to move anywhere, guys. To go back to that tax thing, what I'm saying is the budget for the government is already set in place. Right? No amount of paying additional taxes is going to lead to that money necessarily being put towards the budget of any particular social program that you feel is good, right? 
If a person is running for office on the basis of increasing taxation for a specific thing that I think is good for society, I think that's a good thing. And I would have no problem paying that additional tax. But paying additional tax that you don't need to pay, that it, it just, it's just nonsense in regards to attempting to benefit society. Like potentially the, they could find that um, they have funds that haven't been allocated, that their revenues have increased. But again, that doesn't mean they're going to allocate those funds to something that you personally care about or you think is personally good for society. Because no person would surely believe that everything that their government does is something that they approve of or want to occur. And I say, pay the taxes that you are required. And if you feel as though you want something additional good to happen in society, dedicate your funds towards that in some charitable giving, you know? The spoilers on my clips channel. Was the clip of the wrap-up fail called? Uh, it's on the Clips channel, so I'm not sure. It hasn't been on the main channel yet. The Clips channel does often contain spoilers for future videos on the main channel. Oh uh, yeah, can you spot the enemy? That's it. I don't feel bad spoiling stuff on the Clips channel, because, like, I'd have to feel bad for spoiling stuff on my stream, you know? Piracy and the Half-Life of Knowledge. Have I ever downloaded a pirated game? Yeah, back in the day, I think I did. But, I mean, like, pirating games was always like the most difficult form of piracy because like the, the file sizes were always so large and uh, you don't know if it would work on your system or whatever and you wouldn't get the updates and blah 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 like what's that thing that Gabe Newell says that piracy is a uh, is a failure to distribute a service or something what, what's it called what's his line yeah piracy is a service issue piracy is a service problem exactly like I mean, a good example of that is when Netflix came to prominence and, you know, it, like, Netflix was so uh, affordable and such a good value deal and it was so, uh, such a good service because all the shows and all the t movies and stuff were all in one place. You were, you were a fool not to pay for it. Like, it was so much easier than piracy. Then as more and more streaming services have come out, more and more things are fragmented. Like, where is it? Is it here? Is it there? Like, it's, it's such a pain in the ass to find anything. And then piracy, lo and behold, becomes an easier option again. Because everything's in one place on some torrent website. Instead of having to log in with 57 different uh, username and passwords to find where the show is that you want to watch. Video games was the thing when I was younger that I pirated the least. Because, like, Steam just made everything so simple. You buy the game, it updates, and, you know, you've, you've got the resources to potentially solve any issues that um, arise in terms of playing it. And certainly these days, considering that you can refund on Steam, it's even better. Not that that was something that uh, was a thing back when I was younger. Yeah, movies and TV shows. Uh, like, Australia was one of the countries that pirated the most in the world because we were a country that was pretty well off uh, financially. So we had... Um, good computers and stuff, or like everyone had access to a computer and whatnot, even though the internet was shit that, you know, that's just a small barrier. A lot of shows didn't come to Australia. Or if they did come to Australia, they'd come like six months after they released in America. Like I would go around my, my American friend's house and he'd have DVDs of movies that were, were releasing in cinemas, like in the country. And at that point, uh, if you, if you want to get access to the stuff, at the same time as other countries, you had to pirate. You had no choice. And so it was much more common in this country compared to other countries um, to pirate movies and pirate TV shows. Because as, as Gabe Newell says, it was a service problem. 
There are two things I'm fairly sure is true of piracy based on studies that were done, but I'd be hard pressed telling you today what the studies were. The first being that you'd think that piracy would be a poor man's game. Like the less money you have, the less likely you are to pirate. At least when I saw this study, it was like four years ago or something, the, op the opposite was true. And I, I always assumed it was because the, the wealthier you are, the more likely you would have access to better internet, a better computer, more storage devices for your PC, or just be more educated about the internet electronics and that piracy was an option. You also maybe wouldn't care as much about the, the thing that you have being not permanent or something. Like, like maybe, uh, I, 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 I don't know if it's true, maybe, maybe people who are, they, they have less money or something, maybe they're more tied to their possessions. I wonder if that's true. Like. The less money you have, the more you're likely to like physical goods, representing some permanency. And then, and then you can also resell it. Yeah, surely that's true. Surely, right? I mean, this moves off piracy, but like, like I don't care buying a game on Steam that I can't resell it. But I suppose if you're less well off, you'll still probably be more likely to to want to buy the physical stuff because then you can resell it. You can trade it in. The other thing, though, was um, that piracy does not negatively impact sales. Uh, of music or media as a whole or, or movies as a whole or was it just movies because the people who pirate X are not people who are likely pay for X you know if they couldn't get X for free they would just watch something else or do something else like absolutely back in the day when I pirated movies I was not going to pay 20 bucks to watch it once in the cinemas I absolutely downloaded movies and went, I, I, I wonder what this is like. Watched it for five minutes and went, fuck this shit and turned it off. But the funny thing is, maybe that's not true today. It's always funny because the, the world doesn't stay constant, right? Technology changes and whatnot. Like things that I assume are true based on research I've seen in the past may no longer be true because of a, a changing of times, right? It sucks that even when you learn facts, those facts can become falsehoods. Uh, over time. Of course, I mean, it'll still be a fact in the sense that this is true at this time, and that will always be a fact. It'll always be true at that time, but taken as a, a, a general idea applicable to all times, it will eventually become false. The half-life of knowledge. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah, certainly, Slav, I think different countries, culturally, accept or denigrate piracy to differing degrees. I still remember watching Disney Channel shows and having my favorite Disney Channel characters be like, Hey yo, you don't want to pirate stuff. Piracy is not cool. What was that show? Oh, I can't even remember. And they they basically had like a tie-in where a character was basically acting like they were Neo or something. And uh, like that kind of, it's so cool. I'm like the Matrix guy. And he's talking all in riddles and stuff. And his, his message entirely was, Don't pirate music, kids. Even then, I was like, this is just weird. <laughs> it, like, there, there's always the the well-known, um, you wouldn't download a car, would you? And like every DVD that you'd purchase would have the same thing at the beginning. Weird times, the 90s. The Proud Family, that's it! How did you know that, Raw? Guess you saw the same video. I mean, the same um, episode. Cloud gaming and upgrading tech. What do I think about cloud gaming? I've heard things in favor and things against. You're certainly always gonna bash your head up against physics, you know? 
It'd be interesting though, let's say there was a reality where no one had any consoles uh, or no one gamed on PC. Like all of us paid a fee to just with our monitors or TVs, um, have all the processing done somewhere else, someone else's servers, someone else's, someone else's hardware. We, we, just, we just deal with that latency. Like how would console generations work? You'd imagine there'd just be a handful of companies who'd be looking at game developers going, guys, just, just, just keep making games with current hardware. You know how much money it would take us to upgrade the hardware? Just, just, just keep going. Just, just keep going with the current hardware that exists. Come on. Would we, would we just be stuck at the same level of hardware forever? Or would there be some market pressure? Like some, like one of the companies would upgrade to the newest technology and be like, look guys, you want the best gaming experience? We got the 57 2080 TIs. I don't know. Like I'm not a fan of console gaming in general and personal computers uh, seems like that's always gonna be a thing that's necessary, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think on cloud gaming that much because it's not something that really impacts me or so it's not something that I would likely ever get. Why high YouTube is now banned on Twitch. Yeah, so guys, you may have noticed now, um, I, thought of, I thought of mentioning it in a video, but um, I've made it so if you type a greeting and YouTube, you get timed out for like three minutes or something. I've seen on other channels as well, this, it's almost like a new meme that might not just be from my channel, but people typing hi YouTube, whenever something's gonna end up from stream on YouTube. The reason I time this out is not because I hate the meme necessarily, but because it, it clogs up chat when discussion can still be had and uh, it pushes a lot of stuff off screen. So when I look over, I'm less likely to see stuff and stuff. I'm not a stream that really likes there to be a lot of spam. Some spam can be funny in particular contexts, but the high YouTube thing is just too frequent. Anytime I start talking about fucking anything, people start typing high YouTube. And so if I want feedback or something or on something or um, if a person wants to write a message in the hopes that I see it about the topic I'm speaking on, they, they can't do it because high YouTube is being spammed in chat. And for that reason, um, I'm gonna continuously increase the punishment for people typing high YouTube. Longer and longer timeouts, potentially bans, until uh, the meme ends, you know? I banned five people yesterday uh, because of it. Presumably they'll eventually get unbanned in some, because they'll probably write unbanned forms or whatever, but it's, uh, yeah. So I'm just explaining why. I'm not being some kind of a Grinch, just hating fun. It's uh, just for the sanctity of chat or the, the readability of chat. Trolls are the worst. I don't think it's a, a trolling thing. Uh, it, it, it's kind of funny saying hello to people in the future on, on YouTube, but it's just a, it can't go on forever, you know? And if I don't put my foot down and say, look guys, we've done this enough now, it will go on forever, you know? Because it is certainly true. I don't think it's a lot of people, but some people do interact with chat so that later on when they watch the video or whatever, they can go like, there's me. You know, I am trying to get back into exercising. Yesterday, I did some weightlifting, cardio, um, sit-ups and push-ups and all that stuff. The stuff I used to do back in the day. I have heard that it is far easy, easier to rebuild muscle than it is to gain it the first time. And I definitely had more muscle back in the day than I have now. I was never like a muscly dude, but you know, I, I was a... I was, I was a little bit better than I am now. And uh, so hopefully just working out, you know, half an hour a day or whatever will um, see me doing okay again. You feel bad a lot, I question. Do you move enough per day? For example, a walk or cycling or something? 
How older I got, the more important not to work from home all the time and to walk at least once per day. Yeah, I'm, I'm exercising a bit more um, now. As I was saying yesterday, you're right that um, I don't take care of myself as much as I should. Diet is a, certainly not great. How my editing priorities have shifted. I've realized I don't do as much creative editing as I used to. Other than pacifist percent, because the series that I used to add the most to was how this even ended, but that's done. I don't work on chaos highlights anymore at all, because chaos highlights are so formulaic that um, the, the videos are funny enough, and I, I trust my editors to do them well enough that I, I don't even look at them now, because I just don't have time. Even no hit I've taken to now not looking over, because that's also formulaic. It's been done so many episodes that I can trust other people to do it. Well, there's the same exceptions to that, Ben. Like, most of, most of the time that I used to spend putting a bit of polish on stuff is now being spent um, doing clips. I still do edit a lot, correcting things, trimming things down, especially with the, um, the minor projects, you know, like the Dishonored 1, Super Mario Maker, all that jazz. But, like, Passes is, like, the only series that I really actually get to be really creative in the thing, rather than just improving things, you know? So much time is taken up by clips. You got no idea. You know how many clips I've uploaded now? 2,600. 20 fucking 600. I'm actually working on passes now though. Because I don't want to work on the bloody Cuphead video. So long! I've already started cutting it down. There's some really obvious jokes that I'm gonna make. But I'll just work on it intermittently. But like what I really need to do though is just catch up on all the clips. Like, the more of my old footage I cannibalize, the faster I do it, the more videos I do a day, the faster I can actually catch up to present day. But it's gonna take months, you know? How much does Clip Channel make compared to main videos? Nothing. I, I, like, it makes money. It makes, like, a third. Maybe less than that. But the thing that the Clips Channel does, the Clips Channel spreads so much further than the main channel. You have no idea. It gets so many more impressions. Like, it's not only that, when I make a, a poll, the same poll on my main channel, which has 600,000 subscribers, and my Clips channel that has 300,000 subscribers, the poll on the Clips channel will get more responses. As a vehicle to drive people to my main channel, the Clips channel is just invaluable. One episode of Pacifist, in the amount of time it takes me to make, I could upload like a thousand clips. And those thousand clips are going to generate more views in terms of themselves and driving people to my main channel than Pacifist will ever do. It's the conundrum I end up getting into where I look at something and go, you know, I could I could maybe do something here, maybe make a creative edit, maybe make an original video or something. I'm like, nah, just upload clips, man. That's why I'm, I'm working on the newest episode of Pacifist now. Not because I really need to, because I, I want to do something creative in regards to editing. Be sure to like the video and subscribe to my channel, it costs you nothing and I wish you all the best.